Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast with C.J. Mahaney and Jeff Perswell. This podcast is devoted to helping ordinary pastors with the extraordinary privilege and responsibility of serving God's people in their local church. And now, here's the podcast with your host, Mickey Connolly. Welcome back to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast. We're talking about Sunday morning meetings. Uh, we've been talking about the elements of a meeting, but uh, let's talk about how, how do you pull them all together? How do you plan the whole meeting? And Bob, you um, are the guy that leads the way in this in Louisville, so why don't you help us to understand how to pull all these together, how to plan a meeting? Well, I'll tell you what we do. I'm not sure it's you know a template for everybody, but there is intentionality, and it's kind of evolved in the seven years we've been at church, and uh, indebted to um, people like um, books like uh, Christ Center Worship, Brian Chapel which is just talks about liturgy in a way that is helpful, I think. Not too rigid, not too loose, but saying you need to think about these things. So this is where we've landed at this point. And I begin, uh, you know, after just asking the Lord to bless preparation, with uh, the sermon for the previous week. Uh, and this is something CJ has, has asked me to do, models, uh, for decades, really, I think. We've been working together for 22 years. Yes, what a privilege. And uh, it's an absolute joy. Mm. Uh, I find very few people do this, but I've never heard an argument, a good argument against it, uh, in that people have heard the Word of God last week. They, they have been affected. They, they're, they've hopefully meditated on during the week. We are saying, you know, we sang a song after the message last week and then sought to live the previous week in light of the Word that was preached. But no, as we gather, the last thing we heard as a, as a congregation was mm-hmm. that Word from last week. So let's, there are two things I'm thinking about as I start planning. One is that message. How can we, uh, you know, take something, a point from that message, an emphasis from that message, and, and apply and say, respond to the Lord in it. And then the other thing is, how can we structure that first part of the meeting in a way that, that uh, is, it reflects the gospel? So those are the two things. It's not one or the other. It's kind of both. And then a third element would be, maybe looking forward to what's going to be preached and, you know, is there a way of pointing to that? What I find often is that guys, you know, build the whole message about a message no one has, whole whole first part of the service about a message no one's heard. They try and hit points uh, that, that may or may not be what the pastor's going to say, may or may not be in the text. They end up doing the same thing, saying the same thing four or five times in songs. And so they, they think, this is a theme, I'm doing it thematically, so let's do... You know, if the message is on the, the, the sovereignty of God, let's do five songs about the sovereignty of God. Let's have a scripture about the sovereignty of God. And it, it doesn't bring us into the, the grand story, the grand narrative of what God is doing. That's what the gospel is. Every time we gather, it's because of the gospel. So, so we'll start generally a call to worship, um, often from the Psalms, most often from the Psalms, but Jeff has uh, encouraged me not to just go there. So, so we'll use other passages, um, whatever we do for the call to worship, whatever testament we're in, I'll use an, the opposite testament for the scripture reading. So just to give us uh, a whole sense of the Bible, what we're trying to do is, is elevate the Bible in people's minds. We're saying we go with the whole word of God, not just our favorite verses. Um, so that's where I begin. In the, in the past, I would just start with a song. Hey, what songs do we want to do? What songs are popular? What songs uh, you know people have been responding to? Now I say, what did God say to us, and what what scripture, what verse or verses 
will, will propel people into wanting to sing to God. So that's where the call to worship comes from. And it's so helpful because every week I have some place to start from. The, the first song flows out of that. The second song flows out of that. And so we'll often be, uh, you'll begin with the song of adoration. Um, not always, because you run out of songs. You know, there are like eight or nine songs that are really great first songs. Uh, about God's greatness, His attributes, but a lot of the songs we sing talk about how how Jesus has paid for our sins, risen from the dead, and so so it's it, that's where we try to start. Um, we'll flow from that into an awareness of okay, we're not like God. We we're sinners. We we need forgiveness, um, which could come in a song. It could come in an explanation. Uh, it could come in a public confession, corporate confession. You know, any one of those things. And then a clear statement of, of what Jesus did to accomplish our forgiveness, our salvation, our justification before God. A clear statement. Again, not, that's usually in the song, but also through the explanation, um, a follow-up prayer, all those things. We're just, we're just trying to say, as we sing, what God has done for us in Christ is, is so amazing. How can we respond with anything but our hearts and our lives, our songs, our voices? Um, so we'll usually do two songs. Then we will do uh, a scripture reading. Again, it flows out of the song, the second song. Um, and I generally just entrust the guy who's going to be introducing the scripture to introduce it. I'm one of the guys who hasn't been doing that as long, so he'll ask me, what do you think? What were you thinking when you did that, connect that scripture? But for other guys, they generally do exactly what I was hoping they do, because we're all thinking, mm -hmm. how do these things connect to each other? Mm -hmm. No one's thinking, oh, this is my moment, you know, I, I get it, this is my moment to shine, and I've got to, you know, make it count so it goes five minutes, and of course the whole meeting gets kind of um, messed up because of that, time-wise. Um, so they're all thinking, how do I connect this from what we just did? Because I know that's that's what the mm -hmm. the flow is meant to be. It's not it's not so much a musical flow as it is a content flow. Exactly. So then the song after the scripture is meant to reflect what we just read, mm -hmm. um, and then there usually be one more song. We usually do four we just songs. Gonna, yeah, yeah. To do that, which I I do a fair amount. That's always because well, you're so good. That's at a it. well, no, but it's it's just it's challenging because. I mean, what you what you do is you, you look at that scripture, but then you look at the song before, mm -hmm. and then you look at the song after, mm -hmm. and then you're mm -hmm. thinking about the scripture and, mm -hmm. and then what its context is. Not that I have to belabor that too much, but I, I certainly want to treat it rightly. So to do all of it's that, fun. it's it's a challenge. I mean, it takes it takes some thought. Yes. Um, you don't just step up on a Sunday morning and just give no, an intro. No, no, no. It's not spontaneous. No, it's, it's not spontaneous. My calls to I will say this back on the call to worship. Almost always, or many times my call to worship, I will prepare some thoughts for that. It's almost always different. Hmm. Um, and sometimes my scripture readings are like that. But it's not that it, it whatever comes out yeah. has been fed by... That preparation. Yes, yes. Even if it's sometimes differently, I'll have a thought. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm yeah. going with that instead. But I wouldn't have had that thought yeah. if I hadn't prayed and if I hadn't prepared right. and, and done all that. But I'm just just yeah, to, really just helpful. underline what what, uh, what Bob was saying about how that scripture reading 
functions, just if, if you're doing that kind of thing, it, it takes some thought, but it, it pays off. It really does. And it's none of the guys are reading uh, their, th well, some guys more so than others, uh, but we don't want to just read these things. Mm -hmm. I, I, what, one thing I've seen is I've visited different churches and then just experienced our church from Sunday to Sunday um, is just the, the awareness that we want to do everything we can to connect things for people. Yep. Not assume because we have this element, that's a good element, yep. songs, we've got this element, that's scripture, good scripture, yep. that people are going to get it. So Jeff, as, as yep. he was just saying, I look at the song, scripture, song, why, why are these put together? Yes. And occasionally he does email me back and say, what in the world were you thinking? Uh, and I mean, that's just a great process to, to walk through. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Does it, mm -hmm. uh, the, the other week, change the call of worship said, I think this might be a better one. I had chosen something from Psalm 2, talk about kings. And, and I had a justification, but he had another scripture from Psalm 147 that was just perfect. It was just, it was just right. So it's not like... But the I, point is there is a progression. Yes, there is a continuity. And it requires preparation Absolutely. for all who are going to participate. And Continue. there's no perfect liturgy. There are, we're not. Jesus is the one who makes our sacrifices acceptable to God. Yeah. So, but yeah. that doesn't mean we don't plan. We don't, we're not intentional. So then we go from the songs, two or three songs, and it's in that time that we expect, anticipate there there will be a prophetic word, uh, some uh, contribution from the congregation, um, and there's plenty of time for that to respond to it, uh, if with with another song mm -hmm. or. We'll, we'll, we'll experience that regularly. So when I plan now, we have a 90-minute meeting. Most often, I'm shooting for 88 minutes because that just leaves us a little bit of flex time, um, which I found very helpful. Because we want to we honor people in children's ministry, not just go yes. you know, as long as we feel like. Right. Yes. Um, and then after that is the pastoral prayer, which again, the guy who does the pastoral prayer is, is starting off with not, okay, let's pray. But, you know, we've just sung about, uh, you know, how Jesus has brought us into the Father's presence and we now enjoy communion with God. Well, one of the benefits of that is that we can bring him our requests boldly, confidently. And so let's do that now as a church. And people have commented on that again yes. and again, how, oh, oh, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. And so it's not just a liturgy. I'm not thinking just a liturgy where, okay, got all the right pieces in. I am really depending on all the guys who are doing it to make those connections for people. Um, and so then we go from that, the pastoral prayer, into kind of family time. That's the welcome announcements. And it is. It's just we're glad we have guests here. Uh, we're going to see the yep. offerings. Yep. Honored. Um, this is the uh, couple announcements. And then we're just prepared to hear the word. We've walked through the gospel. We've been reminded of what's been happening last week, what was said last week. And we won't say that very often. Well, it was last week, as you remember, because people who weren't there last week don't remember. And most of the people who were there don't remember. Don't remember either. That's a good point. Uh, so then we'll go to hear the word, and then we'll most often do a song of response and a benediction. And that song response, it's been a huge benefit to you know, hear CJ preaching for decades. Um, because even though I don't know what he's going to say, I generally have an idea of what he's going to emphasize. And um, if you don't have that, then I'd talk to your pastor and ask him, you know, where are you going? If it's a visiting pastor, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll send him an email and say, what do you think might work after this? Mm -hmm. um, but that is a moment where I think you can really seal 
what's just been preached. Yes. You know, just give yes. people opportunity to reflect on it in song and you know yes. engage more uh, more with it. Yes. And then the benediction, same thing, flows yeah. out of the sermon. Usually, uh, the guy who who preached is going to do the benediction. Yeah. Um, so just I'm looking for that flow throughout the yeah. the whole meeting. CJ's asked. I, I would ahead. say Bob that that concluding song, we, we are reaping. From, from, in effect, all you have planned. Um, for that as, meeting. Yes, yeah, as, as, that, as, as the church That's sings the that song. And, and you can normally discern that in, in, in the heightened affections of people, Absolutely. having been theologically informed now yeah. throughout the meeting. That's my observation of the concluding song, and it has a wonderful, unique effect. Yeah. So that's the process. Then I'll send that out to uh, the rest of the, the elders um, and just ask for the feedback. Uh, regularly get feedback. We don't have a meeting per se to do that, but we've been serving together for a few decades and uh, it's just been very helpful. I never, never would want to, even after you know 40 some years of planning meetings, want to do that on my own. Uh, it's just so helpful to have the perspective of other guys on the team. Um, so I'd yeah, and that. what's so helpful, Bob, is uh, even though you have this wealth of experience and pronounced gifts, you are humbly submitting not only your plan of recommendation each week, but then welcoming our counsel as to any adjustments that might be made and always welcoming our evaluation. Most so of the time. Thank you for your example <laughs> in that regard. Uh, it's, it's joy. Uh, Bob, that, that's that's very helpful. What would you say to our pastors about choosing songs? What goes into choosing songs for mm. a Sunday meeting? Mm. Well, uh, well, probably more than we have time for. So I'll try to limit my comments. Um, you know, we, we. I think one of the most uh, specific. Well, one of the most specific scriptures about the songs we sing is Colossians three sixteen. You know, let the word of Christ dwelling you richly, uh, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. That says so much about what our songs are supposed to do and how we're supposed to sing them. Uh, so what our songs are supposed to do is enable the Word of Christ to dwell in people richly. Word of Christ referring to the Gospel, the, the, the work of Christ, the person of Christ. How does that dwell in people richly? Well. I think for years, some of our pastors have thought and maybe still think that, well, if we just do songs about substitutionary atonement, we're good. We're good to go. And one thing I've seen over the years is that you can do a, a certain kind of song over and over and over that people become numb to it. And it's really not, it's not dwelling in people richly. It's, it's almost on the surface because they figure, oh, well, we're going to do songs about substitutionary atonement. Okay, yeah, good. We did that. The gospel is is in a context. It's in the you know the context of why God created the world, the, the fall, uh, who Adam was, who Jesus is, um, the the effects of all that. What the the you know the creation, fall, redemption, consummation. It, that's a that's a huge narrative, and how that all affects our lives, how it relates to our lives. We need to be singing about that too. So it needs to be in context. So. Uh, I think we have certain ideas about choosing songs that are more tradition than Bible. 
One would be, you know, you have to you have to start off with a rock'em, you know, just in your face, just up tempo, fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, that can be really good, and that is probably the norm, but not necessarily. What I want to engage people with is or that the, has certain effects. And describe those. Well, I'm saying, you know, you, you're doing it for certain effects. You yeah. find to recognize what those effects are, but yes. it's not about the effects. Yes. It's just, yeah, yeah. You, you just want to know what you're doing when you choose such a song. Yes. And yes. not assume you have to do that by choosing such a song to yeah. start with. What we want to dwell in people is the word of Christ, not an up-tempo beat. That, that's, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. So this Sunday, we're starting with Jesus Paid It All. Uh, the call to worship is Psalm 32, 1 and 2. Uh, Blesses the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blesses the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. And now I'm going to do it a little more aggressively than we would normally, but what I'm thinking is I want people to engage with the fact right from the start, because the message from the previous week, CJ was speaking about how Jesus has himself paid for all our murderous thoughts and we are completely forgiven for them. So that's where we're starting this week. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. And starting with Jesus paid it all. What what we want to do is engage people's thoughts. We want to we want to affect their which leads to affecting their hearts. And it's not it's not we could come up with a you know an up tempo song that um, celebrates forgiveness and I think there might have been mm -hmm. one but we just did it a couple weeks ago so I didn't want to start with that again. So so that could be a misconception that you know it has to look a certain way. Choose your songs by the content and connect yeah. them by the content. Yeah. Uh, how a song ends and how a song begins, that's, that really makes a difference. Um, rather than just thinking, well, are the keys the same? Or is the tempo the same? Now, tempo can, is important, keys are important, but they're not the ultimate determiner of why we do what we do. I mean, this is something that I learned from CJ over the years is just that we are pastoring people with our songs. So they have to make sense, they have to touch something in people's hearts, and you want it there this to be this progression so that people are being cared for. They recognize they're being cared for. And uh, that means what you do in between songs is important. Uh, it's not song, song, scripture, song, song. There is a progression of thought, and sometimes we we don't think about that, and we have long awkward breaks, uh, or we we uh, do a song that's totally unrelated to the previous song. So what I see most often in the guys that I seek to serve, you know, when they say, "Here's my liturgy," what do you think? Is just that lack. Mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. it's just not it's not making sense from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. So that's that's those are some of the thoughts I have about mm -hmm. the singing. I'm sure there are more. I mean, there are things to be conscious of. Um, how, how much do you, as the guy that's leading the singing, um, think about uh, your comments to kind of lead people through to help them understand where you're going? How often do you talk yeah. versus just leading singing and yeah. scripture? Well, some guys talk way too much. Yes, maybe some not enough. I actually say very little on Sundays, and that's been a change over the years because um, CJ has led us, and I think wisely, to include all the pastors in some form at some point in the meeting, which is just means I just don't have as much to do. When I will say something is often after a prophetic word, 
I'll either explain what just happened or follow up on it in some way. Or if, I remember one Sunday, a few months ago, I just, we sang a verse of a song and it just didn't seem to me like it was really registering with people. So I said, I just, you know, in the break said, yeah, I'm not sure we all like understood what we just sang. And I just said the words. And so just more of an exhortive uh, kind of thing. But I really don't say that much. Get other people involved. And if your, you know, music leader doesn't, isn't really good at saying much, I would have the pastor do it. I would have a more mature you know, guy do it um, and let the guy, other, the musician lead the music and just do well at that. Maybe train him over time to, to be able to say more, to communicate more effectively. But there's no reason why the guy leading the music has to be the one mm -hmm. to say stuff. The way I exhort is during the song. I'll, re, I'll you know, say something about a phrase or, uh, yeah, just draw attention to a phrase that we're singing. But I find that to be, you know, sufficient for leading as we're singing. I don't have to give big explanations. I just want to make sure that someone is connecting what we're doing. I think in our earlier years, the pattern practice was an individual leads a song and then some comments. The exhortation. Another song, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really created a dependence on the worship leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it hindered the the flow of the singing yeah. so yeah. less communication by the worship leader serves the singing yeah. experience of the congregation big time and if you haven't chosen your songs well you're going to feel the need to do that to say something mm -hmm. so if yeah. you do choose your songs well there shouldn't be as much of a they're, need they're to... more self-evident yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay but again, it's it's also Bob has adopted the role of 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 a, of a servant, and so this this he doesn't view this as a segment each Sunday, um, where his communication must pepper, <laughs> you know, the the entire singing experience, uh, and I think so much of this is informed by just how you view your role on Sunday. Uh, another thought is not so much about choosing the songs, but how the songs are led. And one of the things that I've seen as more helpful and beneficial over the years is to make sure that each Sunday there is actual time for the congregation to hear just themselves. So mm -hmm. we'll have mm -hmm. definitely one, maybe two, maybe three times where it's just the congregation singing. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, we've grown as a church you know, from when we first started. Yeah. Um, at some point, maybe a year in, seven months in, CJ preached a two-part series in Psalm 100. Mm -hmm. And over time, we've just continued to encourage people, you know, this is, this is an opportunity for you to, to express your affections to God, mm -hmm. to, to sing God's praises mm -hmm. with all mm -hmm. your heart, with all mm -hmm. your being. Yes. And one of the things that encourages mm -hmm. that is, is a cappella singing. Mm -hmm. The band doesn't play anything. Mm -hmm. Now, you want to do it at a time when the, you know, when the church is ready to sing. Yeah. And not springing on them when nobody really knows the melody and it's going right. to just kind of get boring. Do you sing during that time? Yeah, but I'll pull off the mic. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, but don't pull off too much. Bob, no, not I've too, seen, not I've too seen much. I've seen that too yeah, where yeah. the singers all pull off. Yeah, yeah. And then the church is hesitant to sing, so you have to keep leading. Yeah, but our church yeah. isn't hesitant. No. When we no. go a cappella, they get louder. Yeah. yeah. They just, yes. It's just, it's so beautiful. But that's a part of 
getting the word of Christ into people's hearts. You know, they're going to sing with all their heart these words because they mean them. They're true and they're receiving grace as they sing them. So Yes, that's and that's a reflection of your intentional leadership. The, the band you lead uh, is meant to provoke, serve and, and provoke yeah, our singing. Yep. Ultimately, what you want to create is hearts informed by the gospel filled with affection, yeah, yeah. singing to Father, Son, and Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it is the voices that are singing is all about. The band is yes, not there yes. to perform. Uh, those running the sound are not there to turn it up so right. that it becomes a concert. No, this, the gathering of the church and the singing of the church is about the voices of the church being clearly heard and that experience edifying all of us, as we hear the sound yeah. of one another's voice, yeah. declare the content uh, of the song. Amen. So you, you've Amen. you've done that so well, and you've taught about the various musicians. I mean, th this I've observed up close and personal for 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 decades that they're there to serve, so that everybody playing an instrument isn't playing at the same time. <laughs> it's yeah. again, yeah. Uh, and and it only enhances the experience. So mm -hmm. thank you for the mm -hmm. way you have led the band uh, to understand their role as serving. Uh, one, one more thing I would say, Mickey, is, is, is for us as pastors, th this, is not, this is not like a, singing isn't optional for us. Yeah. Uh, and even, even just this past Sunday, I had a, a, a pastor come up, visiting pastor, introduced himself, very kind, uh, and, 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 and he immediately began to, to point out things about the meeting that he appreciated. And his first one, <laughs> was his observation of, of, of how the pastors participated mm -hmm. in the singing mm -hmm. uh, and, wow. and what an example that was. And so it, it humbling of him to, to, to notice that, I commended him for that and, and just said, you know, over the years, I, there's no doubt, pe people are studying pastors. First of all, we need to be singing because we, we love the Lord with all yeah. our heart, soul, mind, yeah. and strength. So, uh, but it, we, we are to be an example to the people of God, and, 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 and they do, in their peripheral vision, observe pastors. I, I've been in particularly conference contexts where I've noticed that, let's say, is somebody next to me who's going to speak is not participating in the singing, uh, and, and, and we just we want to avoid that so that people can observe us as engaged as, as we desire they to be um, in the singing, so that that's that's not a section of time where we're to be studying our notes in preparation for the sermon, but instead fully yeah. fully engaged with the singing and hopefully leading the way by example, uh, because of the grace of God we have experienced in the gospel. Yes, yes. Great. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. I think we're going to do one more month on Sunday morning, so we're looking forward to having you three together again and hearing from you one more time.